Dame Biddy by Hannah Flagg Gould, read for LibriVox.org by Aaron Carlo. Dame Biddy. Dame Biddy abode in a coop, because it so chanced that Dame Biddy had round her a family group of chicks young and helpless and giddy. And when she had freedom to roam, she fancied the life of a ranger, and led off her brood far from home, to fall into mischief or danger. She'd trail through the grass to be mown, and call all her children to follow, and scratch up the seeds that were sown, then lie in their places and wallow. She'd go where the corn in the hill its first little blade had been shooting, and try by the strength of her bill to learn if the colonel was rooting. And when she went out on a walk of pleasure through thicket and brambles, the covetous eye of a hawk delighted in marking her rambles. I spy, to himself he would say, a prize of which I'll be the winner. So down he would pounce on his prey and bear off a chicken for dinner. The poor frightened matron that heard the cry of her youngling and dying would scream at the merciless bird that high with his booty was flying. But shrieks could not ease her distress, nor grief her lost darling recover. She now had a chicken the less for acting the part of a rover. And there lay the feathers all torn and flying one way and another, that still her dear child might have worn had she been more wise as a mother. Her owner then thought he must teach Dame Biddy a little subjection, and cooped her up out of the reach of hawking with time for reflection, and, throwing a net o'er a pile of brushwood that near her was lying, he hoped to its meshes to wile the fowl that o'er her was flying. For Hawk, not forgetting his fare, and having a taste to renew it, sailed round near the coop high in the air, with cruel intention to view it. The owner then said, Master Hawk, if you love my chicken so dearly, come down to my yard for a walk, that you may address them more nearly. But no, thought the sharp talon foe of Biddy, my circuit is higher. If I to his premises go, twill be when I see he's not nigh her. The farmer strewed barley and told the chickens the brush to run under, and left them while hawking growing bold thus tempted came near for his plunder. As closer and closer he drew, with appetite stronger and stronger, he found he'd but one thing to do, and plunged to defer it no longer. But now he had come to a pause, at once in the network entangled, while through it his head and his claws in hopeless vacuity dangled. The chicks saw him hang overhead, where they for their barley had huddled, and all in a flutter they fled, and soon through the coop holes had scuttled. The farmer came out to his snare, he saw the bold captive was in it, and said, If this play be unfair, remember I did not begin it. He then put a cork in his beak, the airy assassin disarming, and spurred him and rendered him weak by blunting each talent for harming. And into the coop he was thrown, the chickens hid under their mother, for he by his feathers was known as he who had murdered their brother. 
Dame Biddy, beholding his plight, determined to show him no quarter, in action gave vent to her spite as motherly tenderness taught her. She shouted and blustered, and then attacked the poor captive unfriended, and you, who have witnessed a hen in anger, may guess how it ended. She made him a touching address, if pecking and scratching could do it, till, sinking in silent distress, he perished before she got through it. We would not, however, convey a thought like approving the fury that gave in this summary way punition without judge or jury. Whenever thus given it tends to lessen the angry bestower, the foul that inflicts it descends, the featherless biped still lower. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.